Good morning. Today is September 21st, 2020. I'm so glad that you're listening to this podcast. We got your election update coming up. We got your real life moment of the day coming up. We also got your funny story of the week coming up, including the stupid trophy. But before we get to all that, let's get a little bit of laughter. I like laughing and, you know, it's it's the Monday morning thing. Anyways, question of the day is, let's see, da 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 if you were king or queen for a day, what would be your first rule that you would change? So if I was the king for a day, what would be my first rule? Well, first, okay, um, we go change, you know, me being the king for a day. Because, I mean, <laughs> who want to wake up on Monday the king and then wake up on Tuesday, you know, not the king no more? I'm just saying, it just don't happen unless a whole lot of people done died, including the king. So, yeah, that's the first rule we change. Um, I I don't need a lifetime to be king. That's just it's just too much going on. And everybody gonna be hating you. Everybody gonna be fighting. I mean, I guess you you do get free food, but, but whatever. I don't want to be king for the rest of my life. I feel like you know. I don't, I, it's got to be longer than a week, too. I'll figure that out once I become king. You know, maybe just give me... Oh, I'd take a presidential term. Well, no, presidential term, four years. So it's just, it's not enough. I'd take five years, like the Federal Reserve Chairman. Just take five years. Give me five years. I could be king. And then, you know, y'all can have it back. So that's the first rule that I would change. The second rule, though, and then it asks for this, but I think this is important. The second rule, though, is we have to get rid of the taxes on junk food immediately because I can't deal with it no more. You know, after I stop being king, I'm still going to be eating junk food and I'm still going to have to go to the store. So we're going to have to get rid of them taxes taxes because when i go to get my takis and my skittles i'm tired of it i got to pay the michigan tax and all this kind of stuff um and it's just it should be too much just too much i feel like people should be able to eat a junk food especially if it's a necessity and it is a necessity you know how many people did not die as a result of me watching tv getting mad and having a, a bag of skittles near me I'm just saying. So it's a necessity. So um, especially in the case that, that it's a necessity, we should be able to get it tax free. OK, but my third rule, I normally only ask for one, but who cares? I'm the king. I can just make up rules. Um, what would my third rule be? I don't know. I think people who drive slow in the fast lane, you going to jail. You're going straight to jail. We locking y'all up. Everybody in jail right now for nonviolent um, drug offenses. We got to let them out because we got to put everybody in there who been driving in the left lane. And I know y'all out there listening. I know y'all out there listening. And you know who you are. You need to repent and get your life right with God because that's unacceptable. Why? Always. And, and I, I'm on 96 a lot because I go back and forth between Grand Rapids and Detroit. And I mean, there's only two lanes from most of the way there. And they have these signs there, these wonderful, beautiful signs that says, keep right except to pass. Why is it a brother like me, I'm riding in the right lane and I'm flying past everybody in the left lane? What is your issue? 
Like, seriously, get your life together. Like, you need to do something. You need to think about your choices that you're making here. So I think everybody up over there, they go to jail. Just just go to jail. Just go to jail. Um, what's my fourth rule? I, I think I'm going to do five rules on day one. You know, like every president, when they say, when I'm elected, I'm going to do such and such on day one. So my fourth rule will have to be something with TVs. I feel like we should not make TVs smaller than about 55 inch. Okay, well, I, I guess there's things as dentists' offices and doctors' offices. So maybe we'll give an exception for that. But I just feel like if, if your TV is less than 55 inch, then we really have to work hard on getting you an upgrade. Um, I don't know. I, I just can't deal with the small TV. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody got at least one in their house, you know, because you need one for the kitchen because, you know, when you're trying to cook your macaroni and cheese or whatever, you got to be able to watch that, you know, ratchet TV, um, or at least I do. But, I mean, you can get it on your tablet, too. But for TVs, I just feel like it's the purchase is just not necessary if it's smaller than, than 55 inch. I mean, just just use your phone or your tablet. It's okay. Just use your phone or your tablet. It costs about the same anyway. I'm just saying some of these new phones be costing a thousand dollars or more. And the TV you get at Best Buy, like 55 inch, be like six, seven hundred dollars, especially around Black Friday. So get your life. Uh number five. What would be my fifth rule? I think it would definitely, I, I guess, I guess I could do something for the poor because, you know, I'm a good man trying to live right. And I think, no, I don't want to do that because I don't know. I think it would be best to just give, especially poor people, um, free meals. Like you just, we got enough food in America. You know, we waste food all the time. Let's just cook that food, give it away. Not as a charity, but just like, you know, Hey, come by after work or whatever and grab your bike to eat, like grab you some food. So I think, so at least I got something in there for, you know, everybody else. But at first it's going to have to be about me. Cause you know, I'm the king and then we can discuss other things but yeah them taxes got to go um and all y'all who be riding that left lane and i know who you are i'm because i'll be seeing y'all i'll be seeing y'all and i know who you are and i'm gonna have to do some facebook stalking and be d dm y'all personally and let y'all know that this is unacceptable okay this is really unacceptable um and people like me, we getting tired of this. They're always pulling people over for speeding, but I don't see nobody getting pulled over for riding their left lane. I'm just saying, if the people wouldn't be in the left lane, they wouldn't be making us speed or so angry, causing us to speed more. Because, you know, that's what happens when you get angry. But it's really their fault. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, they need to get that together. And that, that's me. King for a day or, you know, five years. Um, and it is what it is. Congratulations. (music) 
All right, let's get to your top three news stories of the week. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away last week. She is known as an icon in our country, especially for women. Even if you disagree with her political leanings, you have to admit that she is definitely one of the most defining figures of our time. So we definitely take time to acknowledge her. This week, we're going to see about the Senate confirming a new Supreme Court justice. As of Sunday night, two Republican senators have come out against voting to confirm in a new justice before the election. This is something that Republicans have shouted about in 2016 after the, after the death of Scalia. Republicans denied Merrick Garland, Obama's nominee, the pick because they felt that the new president should be able to choose. At least that was the line then. Now, four years later, they're speaking a different tune. We'll see how it plays out. But if they keep losing these Republican votes, and I'll explain more of that in just a minute, then the Senate may not have enough votes to confirm a new justice before the election. Now, on Saturday, the United States unilaterally reimposed sanctions on Tehran through a snapback process, process that other U.N. Security Council members have previously said Washington does not have the authority to execute as early as today. Um, and this is just breaking. So we'll we'll see whether or not um, this happens. But as early as today, the U.S. could sanction more than two dozen people and entities involved in Iran's nuclear ballistic missile and conventional arms programs. The Trump administration has been back and forth with Iran ever since taking office and pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal, something that by the administration's accounts was working and prevented Iran from achieving a nuclear weapon, which was the whole point of the Iran nuclear deal. The new sanctions are are in part, of course, according to Secretary of State Pompeo, designed to stop Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. Whatever. Uh, news story number three. Let's go. As the West is still on fire, the coronavirus continues to be an issue for millions of people, two thirds of which do not trust the president to handle. According to the poll numbers, Donald Trump held a campaign rally Saturday in which he claimed to have the authority to stop Biden from becoming president by issuing an executive order. In front of a crowd of people, largely with no mask on, Trump said, and I quote, he is the worst candidate, the dumbest of all candidates. He is the worst candidate in the history of presidential politics. Now, I just want to stop right here. Listen. You said that Hillary Clinton was the worst candidate in presidential politics. I'm just saying you can't have two people the worst. You have to pick one. So um, conservatives, let's all sit down and let's figure out what our line is going to be moving forward because we have to get this correct. Uh, but he then went on to claim that Biden is taking some sort of drug claiming. Uh, and I quote again, they gave him a big fat shot in the butt. And I'm cleaning that up for you. Um, they gave him a big fat shot in the butt. And for two hours, he's better than ever before. End quote. Of course, these claims are unsatiated by the facts. And I wouldn't even include this rally into your news feed, except that we have a presidential debate. The first of the season next week on September 29th. Election updates are now officially part of our news feeds until election day. And those are your top three stories of the week. A real life moment today comes from a quote by Stevie Wonder. If you don't ask, you don't get. Funny thing is, it's also found in the Bible. Uh, you have not because you ask not. Um, I like the quote. I really like that sentiment because we are always afraid to just ask. One of the things that I want to talk about today and for this week that I really want you to think about uh, asking for is help. That is the one thing even me, I know, um, even me sometimes are afraid to just ask for help. If you know you need help, 
ask for. <laughs> Sometimes we don't get, or most times we don't get the help that we need because we are too afraid to ask for it. We're too afraid for people to find out and to really know that we actually don't know everything, that we actually can't do everything, that we are not supermen, that we have no special powers that no one else has, but we need other people. So this week, I want you to get in the habit of asking for help, asking for advice if you have a mentor, um, asking to be held accountable if you have an accountability partner. Um, but I want you to get in the habit of asking. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to go off and be asking for handouts and you need to be asking for 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 things that you don't need, right? We're, we're not just talking about your financial well-being, um, and we can definitely talk about finances in another episode, but we're talking about just your, just who you are personally, right? Your spiritual well-being, your mental well-being. Uh, there's a lot of people who walk around without getting the help that they need and they they deserve because they refuse to simply ask somebody. And then they walk around mad at the world because nobody's attending to their need. Well, closed mouths don't get fed, right? It's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. We've heard all of these cliches before in our lives at some point or another, and we have to start putting them in practice. If you have a problem, if you need help with something, if you don't understand something, ask the question. And when you ask, um, be ready for the answer, be ready for the reply and listen for the reply. Uh, so I um, co-coach a debate team at high school. And one of the things um, that was interesting trying to get the, the kids to do or the students to do at first is to do something that we as adults, we automatically expect each other to do, but we don't even do. And this is what I found it so hard to really teach them how to do that. And what that was is active listening, to be able to shut their mouths, listen completely to the argument or the counter argument, and then formulate a response afterwards. We have a hard time just listening to another person, especially when we feel like we're right, especially when we don't have a lot of confidence in that person, or especially when we feel like we already know the answer, right? One of the things that I don't like is people who are just experts at everything. And we all know these kind of people. They're so just expert, expert, expert. They will not listen to your opinion. They will not take your advice because they've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and don't need you. Those are not people that you need to hang around. You need to hang around people who are always in the mode of learning, always in the mode of asking questions, always in the mode of trying to get more knowledge and more information. I know this one guy who he just seems to know, and I won't say his name, but he just seems to know everything. Like I could ask him about pretty much any subject and the dude just knows everything. And I always think whenever I ask him a question and he answers it, like, why do you have this knowledge in your head? Like, why did you take the time whenever you took the time, however you took the time, why in the world did you ever have this in your head? Because you never have to use this in your life. Like this is just, this is just random stuff. These are just random pieces of knowledge. And one of the things that, that I've learned from him is the number one, be like that. 
<laughs> so I try to do that in my everyday life. But one of the things that I, I've learned from him is that he always asks questions. Like that's how he knows so much. That's how he, if, if, if that's how he gets what he needs because he just simply asks the question. Um, and so he does that with, you know, educating himself, being more knowledgeable, and then also just getting what he needs, right? If, if his car breaks down or if he uh, has a furnace that needs to be replaced or an air conditioner needs to be replaced, right? He just simply asks. And one of the things that we're afraid to do uh, in person, at least, is ask. We'll post on Facebook, we'll post on Twitter, and to be on our Instagram, we'll be looking for recommendations on, you know, who's the best cook or what's the best restaurant or what's the best nail salon or whatever the case may be. But how often do we talk to our friends or we talk to our loved ones about getting the mental health um, services that we desperately need, right? And and anybody who says that they have no mental health issues, they're lying. They definitely have mental health issues. We all do. We all face points in our lives where we get uh, when we face anxiety or depression or um, just self-doubt, um, lack of self-worth, all of those kind of things. And we need to talk to somebody. We need a counselor. We need a therapist. Or we just need a friend. We just need a shoulder to cry on, whether we're grieving over a lost loved one or, you know, we're, we're facing a very, very tough decision that we have to make within a short amount of time. We've all been there. But how many times do we just stop, contact somebody that we know, that we love, that we trust, and just ask? Whatever you need, just ask. And so this week, I really want us to get into the habit of doing that. Um, and I'm not saying put all your business out there, right? I'm not saying that you have to tell all your business. It's, it's not a job interview. You don't have to give your entire resume. You don't have to give over all of your information in order to get the help that you need. Sometimes it's just as little as asking who can I talk to about such and such situation and people will help point you in the right direction. My grandma used to say, everything that you need is in the room. I didn't really understand that uh, when she said that to me when I was little. I didn't understand that until I was grown. And one of the things that um, I, I found out just from living that she was saying is somebody in the room knows something that you do not know. And if you just ask, you don't need your phone, although everybody know I love the book of Googleations, but you don't need your phone. If you just ask the people in the room, somebody will give you some information that you don't know. You'll be able to piece together all of the information in the room to find your answer. And so ask the question. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to step out and don't be afraid to admit where you fall short if that's something that you want to correct. If that's something that you want to overcome, if it's, it could be whatever, you know, it could be whatever. Um, I won't go down and listen, name things that, that can be wrong with us, but whatever it is, don't be afraid to reach out, ask for help, contact somebody, write it down, journal, pray, meditate, whatever it is that you do. But just this week, just get into the habit of asking especially for help in places that you need it. And that is our real life moment. Uh, election update and our Stupid Trophy Awards is up next.
right now to your election update this week is going to be a pretty interesting week um, with the death of justice ginsburg as a friday um there's just whew, there's just a lot going on i mean there was a lot going on already but you know what i mean there is now just a lot going on uh, in the presidential race uh the polls are still showing joe biden having an edge um, over Donald Trump nationally, the battleground states, uh, Donald Trump doesn't seem to be getting closer um, to Joe Biden, except in uh, looks like Texas and Florida right now. Uh, that the polls seem, according to the latest NBC uh, Wall Street poll, uh, shows Joe Biden and Donald Trump statistically tied in the states Florida and Texas. Now that's a huge deal. Florida, I would think. Um, I'm putting that in Trump's column. Um, they, Florida seems to be going uh, Republican or conservative uh, lately. They ousted their Democratic uh, senator in 2018. Um, and that wave uh, for the Republican former governor, now United States Senator Rick Scott, and they elected a Republican governor. Of course, they went Trump in 2016. Um, I just don't see... <clears throat> Florida going for Biden uh, in 2020, although it is possible um, Biden is within the margin of error in Florida, which is huge news um, right now to Trump, who now lives in Florida. He changed his residency from New York State to the state of Florida. Uh, Trump has his golf course there. He visits a lot. He holds campaign rallies. He uh, supports and has the support of all of the Republican elected officials in the state of Florida. Uh, there is just no way that, that Joe Biden should have an edge there. And Joe Biden is definitely getting a bigger boost there uh, with less than 50 days to go into the election um, with the influx of $100 million uh, from Michael Bloomberg, um, who has promised to um, invest $100 million uh, to get Biden, um, Biden out, you know, Biden supporters out to vote in the state of Florida and hopefully getting Biden the state of Florida. So that's interesting there. But, but what that means is that it's going to put the Trump campaign on defense in Florida and being on defense in Florida is just not something the Trump campaign can afford right now, not because that they are um, outraising or not outraising the Biden campaign, but just because there's just so many areas right now for them to to be spending money in and uh, they really don't want to have to defend states that they should already have and that is the state of florida um but looking at texas that is very <laughs> uh, uh oh okay let me keep the peace here um I, I laugh only because we keep talking about texas and it seems like for the past you know every election cycle now for the past you know four or maybe five election cycles democrats have been saying we're going to get texas we're going to get texas we're going to get texas and it just hasn't happened yet um you know if 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 of all people we couldn't get texas from you know ted cruz then I just don't see and I don't say that because I don't like Ted Cruz I say that because the people of Texas don't like Ted Cruz um they don't view him favorably they 
really don't like Ted Cruz. Um, the all of the polls show that most people in Texas think, you know, he's arrogant, he's a snob, he doesn't do anything. You know, he, it's just the the normal. You know, I hate him just because of how he looks. Um, thing. So, yeah, that's that, that's an issue. But but besides that, for Biden to be statistically tied with Trump, and he's he's up but he's statistically tied with Trump in the state of Texas um, just shows that, that Texas could be going in a direction at least um, for presidential races that um, could be very new and very different for uh, presidential politics with a state like Texas with all of those electoral votes um, going to a Democrat that just... That, that makes Joe Biden's job a whole lot easier. Um, and, you know, if if Joe Biden could win Texas, I'm sure everybody in the, on the campaign would be saying, you know, Pennsylvania who? Or, you know, Michigan who? <laughs> what happened to Michigan? <laughs> you know, there, there'd be no reason for them to really care um, about us. But we'll see about that. I, I, I don't know. Again, I still think this is Trump's election to lose, but we'll see. Uh, cash on hand right now is close um trump is sitting on 112 million dollars or joe biden is sitting on 108 million dollars so um that and that's just on their campaigns of course we all know they got super PACs. Um, they got a lot more money than that but that is very very interesting um biden raised you know since the death of justice Gim- ginsburg um Biden hauled in 46 million or the Democratic campaign hauled in 46 million um, within 24 hours of the announcement on Friday. So it shows that there is some enthusiasm, especially from those small donors, small dollar donors for the Biden campaign. And we'll see whether or not um, those small dollar donors can turn into voters Um, right now. I feel like it it, it can be. I, I feel like this this new Supreme Court justice seat is a game changer. Now, here is my interesting take on the Supreme Court seat. Now, everybody's saying, you know, the Republicans are going to rush through and, and get a nominee. I, okay, I don't think that Trump wants that. And here's why. Here's why. Trump wants something as a prize for his voters on election day, right? So if he could say, hey, if you vote for me, we get a conservative female justice. He promised to um, nominate a female justice. So, you know, if you vote for me, you get a conservative female justice. And who knows what you'll get if you vote for the other guy. Mr. McConnell, though. And say what you want about Mitch McConnell. Call him evil, conniving, backstabbing, uh, two-faced. Call him whatever you want to call him. You cannot call him stupid, okay? The guy isn't stupid, and he does not lose these kinds of fights. Um, What Mitch McConnell wants in Washington is exactly what Mitch McConnell gets at the end of the day. So, Mitch McConnell is betting 
that Donald Trump was going to lose the election. And quite frankly, he doesn't care because um, the polls show Mitch McConnell up in his own race um, by 10 points against Amy McGrath in Kentucky, who was um, supposed to be, you know, the, the Democratic new face. <laughs> she was supposed to be the one who can finally win in a conservative state and take out, uh, of all people, Mitch McConnell. And so much so that Chuck Schumer, you know, put his weight and his money behind Amy McGrath over the more progressive candidate who started to surge in the polls in the primary. That's neither here nor there. Um, a lot of people are disappointed for that, but um, that hasn't been able to pay off against Mr. McConnell. So Mr. McConnell is going to be there another six years. The only question is whether or not Mr. McConnell is going to be in the majority. And I don't think that Mitch McConnell has any reason to believe that he's still going to be in the majority. <laughs> I personally think that um, Republicans are going to hold on to the Senate. But Mitch McConnell, you know, if he's playing the long game, he just doesn't want to take a chance that the Republicans could lose the Senate. Um, and then they lose another shot at a Supreme Court justice before Joe Biden takes office. And I'm only saying that not predicting the election, but I'm saying that I think that Mitch McConnell is betting that Trump loses point blank period. He is just betting that Trump loses. Um, and if Trump wins, great for Mitch McConnell. Um, but if Trump loses, nothing changes from Mitch McConnell, um, except for the Senate, if the Senate flip hands. And I personally don't think it will. But Mitch McConnell doesn't want to take any chances. He more the Supreme Court justice right now, right now, right now. Um, but I think Trump is going to come around to saying, and he hasn't done this yet. He's already saying that it's going to be nominated a new Supreme Court justice this week. Is That name will be released. They'll be announcing that. And there will be votes taking uh, taken um, between now and election day on a new Supreme Court justice and the Senate is hoping to have uh, Mitch McConnell is hoping to have that new Supreme Court justice installed and have this fight completely done and over with by election day. Now this will be a record uh, <laughs> for getting a lifetime appointment um, but you know we, we'll see we'll see what happens with that but um you know polls seem to be closing money seem to be pouring into the biden campaign and um i i do think though that this is one thing that remember what i said last week i said that who knows if the coronavirus will still be an issue come november and and right now, you know, two thirds of people who think the coronavirus is an issue hate Donald Trump. That's according to the polls. But now nobody Corona who? Right. Everybody's talking about this Supreme Court justice um, and who's going to be replacing the Supreme Court justice. And what can we do, at least on the Democratic side? They're saying, what can we do to stop the Republicans from doing that? And on the Republican side, they're trying to make sure they have the votes. Right. They're already two votes short um, of what they were hoping with, you know, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Susan Collins of Maine, um, saying that they are not willing to vote on any nominations before Election Day. So right now, Mitch McConnell is just trying to make sure he got the votes locked in place. But again, this is Mitch McConnell's country. This is Mitch McConnell's game. Um, he does not lose fights like this it, when it comes to power. Mitch McConnell is the best and I put my money on him each and every single day, each and every single time the man is not losing. So I think for the Democrat side, 
um, this will cause Democrats to become impassioned even more so with election day and I think that is a chance Trump doesn't want to take I mean if if they put this new Supreme Court justice in all bets are off Democrats are already talking about packing the court and that is adding more seats to the court um, which they're, they will definitely find perfectly doable and legal they expect to have the presidency they expect to have the senate um and you know even republicans expect democrats to have the house all they would have to do is just pass a new law judiciary act and expand the court get it signed by biden and then you know democrats get to add two justices to the supreme court um this is at least what they're thinking but um yeah i don't know it's 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 all up in the air um, but all in all, again, my my prediction, and you're not supposed to predict, but my prediction is that Donald Trump uh, wins re-election. I think this is his election to lose. I think he is in the best position to win the election, no matter what the polls say, no matter how the funding looks, how the money looks. Um, this is the time where Donald Trump starts to turn this around. Will he be able to? I don't think so. But again, Donald Trump is the luckiest president that we've had in American history. So uh, anything that we think Donald Trump can't do in terms of election or electoral politics, um, he finds a way to do it. So we'll see. Uh, We'll definitely be back next week for an update for that. If you have uh, anything that you want to add to that, just contact me personally. Maybe you could be on next week's podcast when we talk about this. Um, I definitely expect next week to be talking about who the new Supreme Court nominee is. And in a few weeks here, I definitely expect to be talking about who the new Supreme Court justice is, because I think they're definitely going to have it done. So, um, but fingers crossed. So our fun story of the day is, (laughs) or our most stupid trophy award (laughs) goes to a guy, James Washington out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, So this guy, um, I actually got hip to this. This happened a while ago. I actually got hip to this. Um, A listener told me about this just the other day. So he suffered a heart attack and he thought he was going to die and he was like in the hospital and he confessed to a murder that he had committed 17 years earlier so the police hadn't found him you know he wasn't even so much as a suspect in the case Uh, but he confessed to the murder that happened 17 years ago and only to be of course saved by you know modern medicine and he lived and of course police checked it out did all the investigation find out he did actually commit the murder now he is sentenced and fight in he's now serving a life sentence uh in jail i mean (laughs) so the stupid trophy award definitely goes to james washington of nashville tennessee 
dude, you got to check the medical records and all that kind of good stuff. And, and I mean, okay, so you know your body more than anybody else, okay? So I, I, I guess I can't say that you know when you're going to die or when you're not. But come on, dude, there's some things that you just take to your grave. What he should have did, what I would have done, well, I don't do this because, you know, I'm not a murderer, but Lamar would probably, you know, write some kind of note or put it in some kind of time capsule to be dug up five years after my death and burial. And then, you know, whoever opens a time capsule will then find out that I committed a murder 17 years before that night. But I mean, you don't see it on your deathbed or what you think is your deathbed. And then it turns out not to be your deathbed. You know, I got to think, how does this guy feel right now that he's serving his life sentence in jail and he literally didn't have to be there? I mean, I would think the worst place you want to go um, after having a heart attack and having to be in the hospital is jail for the rest of your life. It's like, do come on. Don't be stupid, people. Don't be stupid. Now, I understand, you know, confess your sins and be healed and all that kind of good stuff. I understand that. But if you committed a murder, if you killed somebody, don't go off blabbering and you're not really dying, especially to me. If you listen to last week's episode, you will know that if you tell me anything and the prosecutor walk in and say, Lawrence, I'm going to give you some time in jail. If you don't tell me what's going on, you going straight to jail. Like you, So this guy, Mr. Uh, James Washington, you would have been locked up regardless because if you would have told me and nobody else in the whole wide world, but, you know, the prosecutor was knocking at my door wanting some answers the prosecutor what would have got some answers that day simple as that answers up the wazoo um so don't be stupid this week first of all don't commit the crime and if you're gonna commit the crime don't go off telling people especially after you just had a heart attack because you think you're gonna die put it in a time capsule wrap it up so that way after you die you know five or six years later when we pull up the time capsule then we find out you kill somebody but don't go off telling everybody at the hospital come on now so stupid trophy award goes to mr james washington um enjoy your time in jail just but but i it's I, well i i can't offer advice to somebody who's in jail there's really nothing i can say because i feel like you already done and lived your life more than i live my life um if you're in jail but I guess maybe you can teach other people don't snitch on themselves. It's one thing if you're snitching on, you know, Ray right now, but you snitching on yourself now and now you in jail. <laughs> That's not fun. This is real stuff we talking about here. It's really not fun. <laughs> it's really not funny this is serious business he shouldn't be out here committing these crimes like that person had their whole life ahead of them and you know justice needed to be served and needed to be done but couldn't be done because we couldn't figure out who was it but it took a heart attack for you to tell somebody that it was you well I guess justice is done now word of the day don't be stupid
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, um, feel free to like it, to follow it, to subscribe to it, wherever you listen to your podcast, tell your friends about it, share it upon your social media sites. Let's get more people into this community, into this family uh, of listeners, because we all just want the truth. We all just want the news and we want to be able to laugh with it as well. Uh, So we're still working on a lot of things with my take with Lawrence Williams um, from uh, some collabs coming up soon. We've got um, some ideas around co-hosting the show um, just to add some flavor to it, add some more laughs. We just want to laugh and we want to be politically educated. Um, So there's a lot of stuff in the works. And so I thank you so much for listening uh, so far. And I encourage you to keep listening in the future. If you want to be on the podcast, you want to be on the show, you want to be on the segment or whatever the case may be, just let me know. You can get in contact with me. You can use any of my social media websites um, or social media pages. You can just DM me directly and you could be on the show. If you want to just pose a question to me and just get my reaction on something, you can also do that too. I am very interested in your feedback, your constructive criticism and anything and everything that goes along with that. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's it. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of your support. There has been tremendous support behind this podcast, um, getting this off the ground and finally doing this. And so I'm hoping to get better and better and better as we go along. Uh, this is just the third episode. Um, seems to, Time seems to be flying. Um, but um, every episode, I want to get better and better and better. I want to make you laugh more. I want to educate you a little bit more regarding politics and also want to be able to deep dive into certain issues. So I really hope that you that you like this podcast, that you love this podcast, actually, and that you're willing to subscribe to it and follow it um, and that you be back next week. Podcast episodes are released every Monday morning at 6 a.m. So the moment you pop out of bed, first thing um, for the week, um, you have that episode to listen to and just get out of bed with the fun, that laughter, get your news for the day and then get in your car go to work or um, for most of us, I guess it's three feet to our desk uh, to work. Listen to it uh, while you're working on your way home from work, um, while you're just taking a stroll through the park. Um, I want you to be able to, to, to do this and use it um, in many, many ways. So let me know what you think. Feel free to give me your feedback. I'm interested in hearing that. And I will speak to you next week.